words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. How many of you shed a little tear there? <laughs> Caught you. <laughs> so, so, so symptomatic of our relationship with our Father, God. It's like when we have problems, it's like it disappeared. Like it never was there. At the time when we needed him most. Like he abandoned us to our own devices and that, that little failure, that little challenge, that little thing that is just not working. As if it's all, we're all, all by ourselves. That's why I want to title the message this morning. He's here now. He's here right now. He's here when you go through the waters. He's here when you go through the fire. He's here when you go through challenge. His name is Emmanuel. Yesterday, my second to last sibling, my brother, became a father for the first time. And the name of his son, his job ending, is Ohe Jam Tahe. In my language, that means God is here with us. That's the inspiration for our message this morning. Here now. So the title of this message can also be Ohe Jam Tahe. God is here. He's not a Deus absconditus. Those of you who read Greek mythology, God started creating the earth. And when he started creating the earth, some accidents happened. Like volcanoes erupted, some tsunamis happened, and human beings became too stubborn. And human beings became too stubborn. So God decided to abandon human beings to their devices and he removed far away from the earth went into the skies and became what you will call a Deus absconditus a God who has absconded who ran away from his watery abyss and disappeared from the miasma of his creation that become faulty in Greek mythology, God sometimes can be called a great adios absconditus. He was created, but man became too tough for God. And God abandoned man and removed far away from where man can be. And many songs confirm this. From a distance, the whole world seems to good. And the eagles take to flight. God is watching us. God is watching us. God is watching us from a distance. Imagine that's the paradigm of many people. That God is not here. 
that God is not available, that God does not see what you go through, what you bear, what you carry, that God is trying to repair Mars and Jupiter. God is busy. That God is far. That God is dangerous. And it doesn't help that when we read some of the scriptures in Hebrews, for our God is a consuming fire. Or another scripture, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Now, I'm not saying we should disrespect God, but if all you know of God is fire and punisher, then you miss the many parts of God where he says, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. Say, I remember my word concerning you, my covenant for a thousand generations. It says, though a mountain be removed and cast into the depth of the sea, yet God is my strength and my portion forever. You will miss the fellowship of those who know a God who is present here and now. Say here and now. God is not waiting for us to arrive in heaven before he will love us. God is not waiting for us to be perfected before he will give us his listening ear. God is not waiting for all the problems in your life to evaporate before you will be his child. God is not waiting for everything to be perfect before you are his own. You are his own now. Say, I am his. And he is mine. Some of you are not hearing me. I just know that you're not hearing me. Say, I am his. And he is mine. I am yours and you are mine. This is what you had in mind the whole time. The whole time. I am yours and you are mine. This is what you had in mind the whole time. Time, God is here. He is here for everyone who feels absence. He is here for everyone who feels lonely. He is here for everyone who has toiled hard and long over a long period and they feel tired. God is here for the weary. God is here for the hurting. God is here for the discouraged. God is here for those who spend themselves and there's no power left. He is here now. Hallelujah. Let's read this together. Romans chapter 1, verse 20. For ever since the world was created, people sinned the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities his eternal power and divine nature so they have no excuse for not knowing God ever since the world was made his eternal qualities are seen we can see the earth and the sky we can see the planets 
we can see the solar system, we can see the galaxies, we can see our Milky Way. Science tells us about the depths of the ocean. We can travel miles and miles and miles through the Earth's stratosphere. We can journey far into oblivion beyond the eyes of people. We can keep on going. We can go around and explore our Earth. And from the things that are made, we can see the invisible qualities of God. His eternal power, His divine nature can be seen. So those who say they don't believe in God have no excuse. Because from what you see, you can tell a designer made this. But what we normally like to do, number one, is to follow the masses. What do the masses think? What do humanity think about God? What does everyone think? There's a growing Hellenism and a growing thought that God is dead. That God is not alive. That God is not present. That's what many people are thinking. And for those of us who know God, I don't know how many of you have met someone and preached to them, especially like I was like a street preacher in Aberdeen, right? And across Glasgow, Edinburgh, the whole of Scotland. I used to go every Saturday. I spent four hours in the streets just preach. And even now, I can start preaching anywhere. And the boss, I'm always pining for someone who is going to preach to. In a flight, I'm just looking, who can I preach to here? <laughs> I preach to you. I don't know whether you're like that, but if you really have the grace of God, why will you be, why will you be, my sin? Do you really believe that what you have can save the whole world? Do you really believe that those who don't know God will fall into hell and evaporate? Do you really believe that this salvation we have is good for everybody? That's right. Do you really believe that the love of God is for every man on earth? Do you really believe this? Then you will care less about what the masses are saying. Then you will care less about the paradigm that fills the city. You will care less about the psychology of everyone. And you give them what they need. I remember, I remember we went, I you know, like I always have coffee meetings. If you're really my friend, I would have had a coffee meeting with you. Some of you know you know this for tea. Yes. So if, if we haven't had our tea, just know that either you're a stubborn anti-tea person. And for that, we probably have nothing in common. <laughs> I'm totally antisocial. It's not on me, it's on you. <laughs> so we're having tea. And in came a young lady who was obviously the manager for the place. And I had a word for her. The person who was with me had a word for her. And I said to her, God wants you. And you've known him before. But you left him now. She put her face away. The other person said to me, God says, you've gone through tragedy. And this tragedy has locked your heart. And where you're looking for now, even right now, you're in a bad way, in a bad place. 
she was looking very gorgeous. Her hair all made, her nails, you know, perfect toenails, fingernails, everything, manicure, pedicure, pe uh, hair care, or everything, care, body care. She started running away from us. Like, who are these who are reading my mail? Do you understand that you have something to give? Do you understand that you have healing in your hands? Do you understand that you don't just live for yourself? Because today there is a growing anti-God voice. And you don't need to sign a petition only or come to the public square and do public mass crusade before you can even preach. One-on-one. -on -one, person on person. Do you know so much time the sorrow we have is actually not your sorrow. God wants you to feel so sorrowful. So when you touch someone, you can absorb their sorrow. You can know how sorrow feels and minister relief to someone who is sorrowful. God wants you to know that He is here. And you don't have to follow the masses. What is the cool thing now to say? Too much prayer does not solve a nation's problem. What's the cool thing now to say? It's not prayer we're going to chop. God is not going to come down from heaven and fix a nation. So do you know how to fix Nigeria? Let me ask people who say we don't need to pray. Do you know how to remove corruption? Do you know how to turn the heart of a wicked man? Do you know how to change the heart of a man who has buried people to get his money? Do you know how to do it? Like, do you think like, like Nigeria really lacks strategies? Do you think like McKinsey, Bain, all these people haven't given NNPC strategies as to how to do change change strategy and to reform the organization? Do you think like the best thinkers in the world haven't looked at us and our potential and offered some help? Do you really think like we are bereft of ideas? That's where we are, where we are. Don't follow the masses. Don't doubt if God can be trusted. People keep doubting God and jumping from strategy to strategy. Thinking strategy is a place. Thinking the backup plan for their life is a place. You know, I've been hearing people saying, oh, 2020, you have to be intentional. Intentional, my food. Intentional what? What do you know about 2020? You know what's going to happen in week one? So when you're intentional and you reach that place and the thing that is happening is, is unintentional, then what happens? It's not your intentionality. Your intentionality is probably just a nature you wear to adjust with what comes. To follow God. To listen to the Spirit. That's the only thing I would say you should focus on. Follow the Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. Don't let motivational speakers kill you. <laughs> they are lying. They themselves. After saying all these nice things, they go back into depression. Haven't you seen comedians who commit suicide? They make everybody happy. But that happiness 
they are selling, they don't have it. Don't follow the masses. So, verse 21, let's read verse 21 together. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship Him as God or even give Him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Do you know how people become confused? When they knew God and refused to worship. When they know God, but they wouldn't worship Him as God. Or even become thankful. When they have clothes on their back and they're not thankful. When they have food on their table and they're not thankful. When they keep thinking of what else they can have. They, they become dark. They become their minds become dark when they wouldn't glorify God. When they can't lift up their hands in worship, when they can't go crazy on behalf of God, their minds become dark. Darkness is not what we think it is. Confusion in life is not what is the rejection of God that brings confusion. As men decide that they know what to do, as women decide that they have a new strategy for life. As free thinkers decide that, oh, we are free. We're free of everyone. We're free. I showed you guys a video of the woman who was caught in adultery. And as Jesus was leaving, another woman said, why do you treat her like she has value? And Jesus looked at the woman and said to her, you have value too. Come along with us. The woman says, no, I don't go anywhere. I'm free. Jesus says, no, you're not. Many who think are free are everywhere in chains. Once you buy that freedom, that lie of freedom, nobody on earth is free. That's something to tweet. You belong somewhere. And that means you have some debt you owe somebody somewhere. Why? No one is free. It depends on who you belong to. So ask your neighbor. Who do you belong to? Let him answer. Wait for answer. No one is free. We belong somewhere. Someone owns us. The Bible says if you yield yourself to sin, his servants you are. If you yield yourself to righteousness, you become the son and the servant of righteousness. Paul says, I am a slave for Christ. You don't belong to yourself. You've been bought with a prize. You can't just do what you like. You're not your own. Say, I am God's property. Some of you don't believe this. See, I am God's property. Do you know that if you know this, you will rejoice about it? Because you belong to the freest, the most powerful, the greatest spirit that has fashioned all of creation. You belong to the power center. You belong to the God who owns the heavens and the earth. You belong to the power of freedom. The man who has all power in the world that will never force you to do anything you don't want to do. How powerful is that freedom? 
that we elect, we choose to belong to the one who owns us. That you can actually choose in his freedom. So he says, take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Very different from the burden of the world. The devil will use you, he will crush you, he will disgrace you, he will embarrass you, he will show you off when you don't when you're not ready, and you still be his slave. And you know the worst, you'll be shouting, I am free, I am free. You're not free. Say, I belong to God. Say, I am his. As I know him, I worship him. I give him thanks. I am blessed because of who he is. I celebrate the life I have in him. I celebrate the grace that fills my spirit. I celebrate who I am in him. The righteousness of his provision. The keeping. The garrison. The power that he surrounds me. I feel you, oh God. I know you. I don't think of foolish ideas of who you are like. Rather, I glorify you as God. I can sing. You be God. You know, be man. Oh, I don't have some more. You be God. You be man. Oh, I'll follow me. You be God. You be God. You be God, you'll be Africa, we have that rhythm. Sing it again. You be God, you'll be God, you'll be celebrate you as a power. Your spirit fills all the earth. Fill my life too. Even when I can't see you, you're working. Even when I don't know where you are, your grace fills my life. I celebrate who I am. I don't become dark. Hallelujah. Next time. And instead of worshiping the glorious ever-living God, they worship idols make to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. Idol worship starts from actually lack of gratitude as well. And idol worship. Idol. Can you turn off the light? Let's see this picture very well for a moment. You see? Idol worship. Do you know like if this woman starts singing, people will start crying. Idol worship. So we think like idol worship is actually only worshiping images. That when you worship the creature rather than the creator, you become an idol worship. Whatever kind of idol it is. Turn on the lights again. Thank you. Oh, you know me. You be God, you be God, you 
that's not what we do. That's not what we do. We don't just follow the mass road or the highway where everybody else is. We have something else on our inside. We are the people of God. And so we begin to chart new pathways. Let's read this. For hasn't he promised you, I will never leave you alone. Never. And I will not lose in my grip on your life. So we can say with great confidence, I know the Lord is for me and I will never be afraid of what people may do to me. Let's read this again. Once go. I know and I will never be afraid of what people may do to me. One more time. And I will not be afraid what people may do to me. Do you know I live in the fearlessness of what people may say, or what people may do. You know the work I do as a missionary pastor in the city of Lagos, I believe I'm a missionary. I'm looking for all of God's lost children. And should you have a cousin or a nephew or a niece that is lost, send them to me. Just in case you are afraid of reaching out to them, send them to me. And I can tell you, I have children in the spirit who are in Enugu, who are in Azerbaijan, who are in Australia, who are in New York, who are in London. I have children in the spirit in every town in the world. Why? Because I take personal care to chart a new territory. I am not afraid of this kind of ministry that is one-on-one. I'm not afraid of sitting down with someone who is broken. I'm not afraid of sitting down for five hours until someone is restored. I am not scared of what people may say about whether I'm a failure as a minister and whether I have a thousand people in my church or whether I have ten. I'm not scared of that. I lost my fear of man. I lost my fear of impression and I will boldly say the Lord is my helper I will never be afraid of what people may say about me I will not be afraid of trying to build a church that looks like other churches I will not be afraid of trying to craft people and do programs that will just attract people no I am not afraid to tell you the truth and if you don't follow God and if you're not excited about him chances are you can't find him either if you have a casual Christianity, if Christianity is something you do to check your list, all you do is come to church just to, to mark the register. You're far from the Father. You're far from the Father. I'm not ashamed to tell you the truth. I'm not afraid. Do you know that that's the fear we all have? What if I can't live the dream I want? What if I can't be the kind of man I want? What if I can't afford the school fees of my children? What if I can't buy the kind of car I want to drive? What if I can't live in the kind of house I want to live in? What if a poverty takes me over? What if in this telling the truth, in this telling the truth, I become, I become the enemy of people? In this church, I've become some people's enemy because I look you straight in the face and tell you what you're doing is going to spill, spill, it's going to spill the beans and it's going to split hell open for you. And I become an enemy. What you're saying is not in standard with the word of God. I become an enemy. What you're doing, your life you're living is not right. What you're doing will not glorify the kingdom of God. I become an enemy. And I'm used to going to hug myself at home. Say, be encouraged. Don't worry. I will encourage myself in the Lord. I will not be afraid. It's promised. I will never leave you alone. Never. 
and I will never lose my grip on your life. How many of you feel like God lost his grip on you? Man, I think I'm preaching to myself. Nobody's hearing me. If you're hearing me, you will be sitting like you're sitting. Crossing your leg. God says, Almighty says he will not lose his grip on your life. That whatever happens, he hasn't lost his control over you. And he hasn't lost his power in your life. That the things that are happening to you doesn't mean that he has abandoned you. That the fact that you can't see him, that glycoma held your eyes, and whatever they said was wrong with that girl held her. The fact that the daddy was not present doesn't mean that God is not there. In the day when it counts, in the day when you're about to fall down the precipice, he will be waiting. He will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. He will be waiting to draw you back at the precipice. He will be waiting to rein you in at the fall. He will be waiting to love you again, just like you want to be loved. He will look at the chapters in your life that feels unmet. And he will fill it up. Because he's a father. And he loves you. Oh, hug yourself and say, he loves me. 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 I cannot say why. He loves me. I cannot say why. He suffered for me. He loves me. I cannot say why. What is that situation you're going through? What is that broken situation you're used to? What is that dryness you sit with every day? What is that lack of accomplishment you feel? What is that problem that nestles so close to your heart? He loves you. Chat new territory. Wake up. Create a new path for yourself. Hallelujah. May the love of God fill your spirit. In your heart. May the healing of God come to you. May the grace of God come to you today. May the love of the Father feel your heart, feel his strength, feel his love, feel his power. Hallelujah. His name is Emmanuel. God is with us. He's here now. His name is Emmanuel. He's here now. He's here in your circumstance, here in your situation. He's here now. He's here. He's here. Emmanuel is his name. Emmanuel is here. Emmanuel is here to break every chain, to release the captives, to change that paradigm that's held you, to turn your heart out of public opinion, and to be planted in his word. Why? Because you are part of his eternal agenda through you 
God will touch men. Through you, God will raise the broken. God always sees past you to what you can be and do in his kingdom. God always sees past this moment into what he has put inside of you. God always sees past now. God always sees you as you are. Hallelujah. Are there any healers on behalf of God this morning? Can you stand, your, stand up and lay your hands on someone next to you? Be courageous. Lay your hands on someone next to you and begin to pray for them. Lay your hands on someone and begin to pray for them. Look for someone who is sitting by themselves. Lay your hands on them and begin to pray for them. Pray for them. Pray the grace of God in their lives. Say, my brother, I bless you with the presence of God. Of all the gifts of God, I give you the presence of God. Lay your hands on them properly. Let them feel your love. Let them feel your love. Let them feel your love. Lay your hands on someone. Say, I give you the gift of the presence of God. Emmanuel is with you. Speak it into their ears. Emmanuel is with you. Emmanuel is here now. He's here to break every yoke. He's here to end oppression. He's here. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He's here to break every chain. He's here to end all oppression.
this is the time when you will see my salvation I actually hear the Spirit of God say stand still stand still and you will see the salvation of the Lord I hear the Spirit of God say stand still it's not by much activity where you are right now stand still wait before me and you will see the salvation of the Lord stand still and you will see the salvation of the Lord I hear the Spirit of God stand still and you will see my salvation Amen. Amen. I hear the Spirit of God say, You're too far. You're too far. You know of me, but you don't know me. You know of me, but you don't know me. It's a guy. I can see you in the Spirit. Those who should tell you, You know of me, but you don't know me. Come to me, and I will teach you what it really means to be strong. You're trying to make yourself strong. That which you have is not strength at all. Come to me and I will show you how to be strong, says the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is here this morning. So let's pray over those words. Let's pray for these people. Let's pray for these people. It's not just about calling you out or anything, but you know yourself. These words are for you. You know yourself. Pray right now. You say you have strength, but God says, no, what you have is not strength. It will fail you. What you have will fail you. Come to me and I will show you what real courage looks like. Take my kind of strength into your life and you will know what it means like to stand in the face of adversity. Take my life and you will have life indeed. Take my life. Take me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's sing that song together. Declare that we belong to you. You are our God, our maker, and our keeper. 
keeper. You are the strength of our lives. We live in you. We see you glorified in our hearts and in our lives. We declare your glory. We prophesy of your power. We speak of your goodness and your love. Let your name be glorified. Let your counsel be lifted up in our hearts. Take us from here. Take us from the place when we don't know whether you're there or not. To a knowing, a certainty, a glorifying you. That as we see you, we glorify. And as we see you, we adore. We don't deny you. We don't deny your work. We don't doubt that you are present. We don't keep doubting that you love us. Lord, we believe in you. We believe in your love. We're anchored in your protection. We're kept in the cocoon of your power. Yes, Lord God, whatever we don't have, wherever we are not, oh God, whatever situation we're in, we'll praise you in advance. We'll praise you in advance because we can see you move, move, and move. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit is here this morning. I can't just get past here. Losing every heavy yoke, oh God. We wait one more time for our brethren who hurt. We wait one more time for our sisters who, who carry heavy burdens. We stand in the line one more time for grace to be released. For everyone to be able to rejoice. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. In you is life. Declare your freedom, oh God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.